Volume One, Chapter Sixteen of Mrs. Armitage or Female Domination by Mrs. Gore. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Helen Taylor. Chapter Sixteen. What correspondence can I hold with you, who are so near and yet so distant too? From Marshall by Steele. Mrs. Arthur for the future we must be permitted to adopt this convenient abbreviation had mistaken the intentions of the one as completely as she had mistaken the character of the other in due time arrived a note of apology and explanation from arthur informing mrs armytage that being under the necessity of dining with his constituents at the blue boar he should not have the pleasure of seeing her till night and begging in case he should be detained by the convivialities of the evening that she would not break through her usual regular habits on his account i was sure there was some misunderstanding cried sophia after perusing the note i was satisfied my dear mother that arthur could never have dreamt of introducing such a person as mr gumption at your dinner-table mrs armytage was about to reply but suddenly checked herself the rejoinder thus repressed evidently regarded her daughter-in-law for sophie had already noticed her mother's determination to give no expression to her feelings on that head she had not made a single remark on mrs arthur and sophie rejoiced that she was spared the pain of defending so unpromising a cause dinner-time came and with it the french maid with a request that her lady might be excused from the ceremony madame was fatigued and uh, lying down mrs armytage's clouded countenance darkened to a still deeper shade fine ladyism in every shape was her aversion but in the shape of pretension and vulgarity and in her own daughter-in-law insupportable dinner-time passed almost in silence and after dinner sophie went up to the dressing-room of the invalid in the hope of persuading her to join the family party and such was evidently marian's intention but no sooner had sophia cast her eyes on the figure emerging from the hands of mademoiselle celestine that she almost repented her mission will you not put on a shawl said she contemplating with a blush the parisian costume of mrs arthur and recollecting with pain the disgust entertained by her mother towards all the varied vagaries of modern fashion but mademoiselle celestine instantly negative the shawl a shawl would écraser les jolies nudes de madame and down went marian leaning on the arm of the simply attired and graceful sophia tricked out in all the fopperies which during the last six months custom had rendered natural to her but entertaining no suspicion that the trifles she had seen in daily use till they appeared indispensable could seem monstrous and unprecedented in the eyes of the yorkshire volumnia mrs armytage gazed upon her for a moment as she would have done upon an overdressed doll then turned away her head as if resolved never to look at her again you spent a pleasant winter at paris inquired sophia in a low voice dreading the continuance of the dead silence which ensued a delightful charming never was anything so gay as i was saying to arthur this morning the country will appear horribly dull after all our dissipation i trust not 
we have a great deal to show you in the neighbourhood besides you must need a little rest after so much gaiety no indeed i am never tired of pleasure with my aunt robsey i was so accustomed to rattling about lady arabella quinn often used to say at paris that she saw i was a rake at heart lady arabella involuntarily demanded mrs armytage lady arabella quinn do you know her i have not that honour replied mrs armytage with significant emphasis ah then some day or other i must introduce you to her i'm sure you will like her such a charming creature such a fine flow of irish spirits we lived in the same hotel and i went everywhere with her you were peculiarly fortunate most fortunate lady arabella is one of those people who know everybody her house is the resort of all the corps diplomatique and foreign travellers not a thing occurs in the most remote corner of europe but you may hear of at lady arabella's and then all the ministers are at her feet old talleyrand comes and plays dummy whist with her and pozzo di borgo has an audience every morning i often used to tell lady arabella that there would be a scandal about her and pozzo lady arabella must have become hardened as the heroine of scandalous adventures observed mrs armytage five-and-twenty years experience is a somewhat long novitiate oh you mean about that sicilian prince with whom people said she eloped from naples never was anything so shameful i do assure you old quinn was travelling with them all the time only to be sure he went in the rumble and cagliabecci inside but it was not lady arabella's fault if her husband preferred the company of her maid i am not surprised at his preferring any society to that of the most dissolute woman in europe most dissolute woman in europe surely you do not mean what you say cried marian but i know people who have lived all their lives in england are apt to be so very prejudiced there's papa for instance who used to tell us when we were children that all the french people lived upon frogs and i declare when we were in paris we could get them for dinner but once and that was in a volovant at the rocher de cancale which cost us a napoleon and so much for english prejudices i understand from my brother that you are very musical said sophia hoping to change the conversation oh yes i dote upon music i think arthur told me that you play yourself i sing a little i am no great performer replied sophie i suppose you can have had no advantage of masters down here and i understand you never go to town very rarely poor thing what a pity mamma could have recommended you a capital singing-master who attended my sisters quite equal to scapper and only a half-crown lesson i took a few lessons of pasta when i was last in london said miss armytage oh pasta's style is quite gone by now no one thinks anything of pasta at paris greasy is twice as popular we used to have the most capital little music parties every sunday evening at lady arabella's rossini bellini mariani rubio santini just everybody you can think of even maupin the new man who writes the dance of death symphonies with accompaniments of pickaxes and spades never was anything so amusing at first arthur hardly liked me to go because of its being sunday but then you know as there was no opera on that night it was so particularly convenient to lady arabella and the professors is that a good piano it is thought to be one of broadwood's best 
replied sophia it was a present to me from arthur on my birthday i hope you will try it to-morrow and give me your opinion oh don't expect me to like it i can't bear any instrument but hertz's or petzold's petzold's last with the organ stop and flageolet and drums for military symphonies are the most perfect in the world lady arabella wanted arthur to buy me one but as he said where had we got to put it so all things considered i determined to wait you have probably brought over a store of new music which will be quite a treasure in this part of the world yes lots of new music a set of mazurkas written on purpose for me by moussard you will see on the title page respectfully dedicated to mrs arthur armitage of holywell park i had holywell put because there are so many mrs armitages lady trombone has got a mrs armitage for her nursery governess and lord wyndham spalding swears that the housekeeper at his father's place in ireland is a mistress armitage but i know he only used to say so to plague arthur by the bye she continued after a moment's pause i suppose you know lord wyndham spalding winsome win as they used to call him at lady arabella's isn't he a charming creature lord wyndham spalding is less in yorkshire than the rest of his family replied sophia we are very little acquainted with him oh but he will come here often enough now we are come for he is a great ally of ours of mine i should say for arthur thinks him a puppy it is well that my son judges him so leniently said mrs armytage sternly by the rest of the world he is considered a mauvais sujet oh but that is all over now wynne means to become a reformed rake his father has promised to book up for him and for the one-and-twentieth time is going to pay his debts it was a lucky thing for us for he had persuaded arthur to put his name to bills for him and all sorts of things i should have scarcely thought lord wyndham spalding a person likely to suit my brother said sophia mortified by all she was hearing i don't know about suiting but they lived with the same set of people and were always hurdle racing together in the bois de boulogne or losing their money together at the club or playing the fool together at the bal de l'opera mrs armytage groaned aloud but as i said before all that is over now arthur has got into parliament and winsome wynne has got out of his scrapes and they are going to settle down soberly into yorkshire squires lord wyndham has promised to introduce us into the neighbourhood and to get me into his mother's exclusive set sophia my dear you will do me the favour of entertaining mrs arthur armytage said the over-excited lady of holywell to whom the very name of the duchess of spalding was poison suddenly rising to retire for the night i have some letters of importance which require my attention and with an assumption of dignity worthy of the immortal siddons she quitted the room but was her attention likely to be engrossed by letters of importance even had their consequence been vital to the peace of the nation was her rest likely to be more placid than that of the preceding night alas long before her disordered feelings had become subdued to even temperate heat there was the tumult of a fresh arrival and of a disagreeable scuffle on the stairs ladislaw in french german and italian and john the footman in still more exquisite yorkshire were persuading the new member for thoroton that the best thing he could do under existing circumstances was to allow them to put him to bed but poor arthur's brain long accustomed to the thin potations of france 
was completely vulcanized by the floods of blue boar port sherry and punch by which he had been deluged in the popular cause and the last sounds heard by mrs armytage as she closed the double doors of her dressing-room and bolted herself in were shall i tamely submit gen gentlemen free and independent elector twas of thoroughton i say shall i tamely submit to the innovation the, the aggressions of the un honourable gentleman opposite in the fustian jacket with the red face and stentorian lungs parturient montes gen gentlemen electors as we say in the house parturient montes nascitur rid ridiculousness better go up quietly to bed sir missus will be quite frighted interrupted john coaxingly missus who the deuce is missus stammered arthur staggering against the wall i rise to explain that i have no missus that i admit no missus mr speaker i say i accept no missus timeo danaos dono forentis as we say in the house dono forentis upon my soul and body dono forentis fortunately nothing further was audible in the gallery on entering the corridor leading to the chintz bedroom canny yorkshire discreetly closed the folding doors behind the young squire and his misdemeanours End of volume one chapter sixteen